Noise department. When I was like in my early 20s, it's so funny. I just remember like drinking Blue Moon and shooting Washington apples. But it was like in a dark place and there was a live band and I was there with some people and um, we ordered what we thought were Washington apples and it was the redheaded slut that had (gasps) Jaeger in it and it was too dark to know it was the wrong color. And I, oh, I just couldn't drink Jaeger, and that was just, that was probably the last time that I attempted to have a Washington apple, and I was somewhere in my 20s. This is Thirst Trap, a beverage industry podcast, and I'm your host, Tracy Bradley. I'm very excited today for our guest. We have Amanda Keller in studio. Thanks for having me, Tracy. I'm so excited for this. You don't even know. (laughs) Oh, good. So this is, I just have to preface this by saying that I, I am a firm believer that you're the total package because you're, you're a female head brewer at a prominent brewery here in Las Vegas. And from what I understand, you have a full team of women. I do. And I love everything about this. So talk to me. Yeah. So, um, So I've been with Las Vegas Brewing Company for almost a year, which I'll be honest, um, time flies when you're having fun. And this has been the fastest year ever for me in the industry. I'm having such a good time over there. And yeah, my um, other brewer, her name is Becca, and she's amazing. And so um, the two of us make up the brew staff. And then I'm sure that you've heard Las Vegas Brewing Company. Our executive chef is a woman, Holland. Our sous chef is a woman, Carly. Our manager is a woman, um, Sam. So yeah, we're just um, like just making things happen over there at Las Vegas Brewing. I'm just thrilled that you're here. And I'm also very confused at how you and I are not already friends. I completely agree. I, I don't know how that happened because I know everybody and you know everybody. I know. I like all of your interviews from the past. I know most of the people, and I'm <laughs> like, I just don't understand how this is happening. Right. Exactly. How how have we not crossed paths before? I have no idea, but yeah. I'm glad that we are now. I know. And now we're going to be friends, and we're going to stay in touch, and it's going to be great. You know it. But yeah, you came highly recommended by some of my extended family from Tanea Creek Brewing Company. Awesome. I love and, them. Yep. So uh, Johnny Maroney actually is the first one. And I love Johnny. Yeah, and, you know, I just don't get to see him as much as I used to. And I miss him. And I'm so happy he did that. Yeah, he did. He's like, I have an idea. I'm like, I'm listening. And I thought he was going to say, I want to be on it, yeah. <laughs> which I, I wouldn't, you know, I, I wouldn't say no to that either yeah. because I think that that would definitely be a good time. Then that well, happens. thanks, Johnny. <laughs> thanks, Johnny. I am just thrilled because when I started doing this yeah. last year, like that was my dream. I like wanted to have as many women in the industry as I possibly could. And unfortunately, we are so few and far between. I I mean, it's getting better. It is getting better. But most of my interviews have been with dudes. Yeah. Um, And I've been in brewing since 2015. And so I know what it was like back then. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it is um, so much, so much better and so different um, than it was just just like almost nine short years ago. That's so crazy. But how, what, like so much has changed in nine years mm-hmm. and just so much for the better. 
I just, and I love it. I want us to dominate this industry. I think that it's definitely our turn to do that. And I just, you know, Becca and I, we just work so well as a team. And in brewing, you have to be meticulous. And we're just both very meticulous. And, um, you know, that's so important. It is. Now I can't wait to go to your brewery. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I'm like, you have to come I'm by. I'm going to go there. Because there's so many things I want to show you yes, in person. <laughs> I want to see all of it. So just let me know. Yes. And I will go there. Yes, absolutely. So anyway, so you you started at Big so, Dogs? Yeah. So I um, started at Big Dogs and I, so I was in the food and beverage industry since I was in my early 20s. And I have a degree in um, hotel administration, hospitality management from UNLV. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I was working the front of the house and um, really like before I even got my degree and I'm pouring beers and I just had a strong curiosity as to how it was made. And I can't explain that why I did, but I just did. And um so I got some homebrew kits and um, started some homebrewing. And of course, like all of your friends, when you homebrew and you're young, love your homebrew. Yeah. <laughs> but everybody was like, this is amazing. It's and the best I've ever had. You know, so I was, uh, I started looking into, okay, what does it take to become a brewmaster? And this was so long ago. And um, so I was looking up like some of the bigger companies. Um, I remember... Back then, I looked up Widmere. I was like, because, you know, like, what does it take Mm -hmm. to be a brewer at Widmere? And um, they required a degree from um, the um, Institute of Brewing and Distilling. And I'm like, okay, well, where is that? That's in England. And you can (laughs) test, but you can test for it in the States. But you have to go to UC Davis, their master brewers program. And at the end of the program, they give you the three-day exam to test um, into what you would have learned in England. So I started looking into that and um, kind of put it like on the back burner. And then when I was approaching graduation, I still was a year off from graduation, but I'm like, okay, what does it take to get into this program? You know, now that I'm about to graduate from UNLV. And it was like, you know, biochemistry, microbiology. And um, you had to have some physics um, courses. And so I started to look into like my science for my hotel degree. And it was biology for non-majors and astronomy. And I was like, okay, so I have to uh, postpone my degree a little bit. And so then I started taking the coursework at UNLV for the prerequisites to the UC Davis program. And um, yeah, I uh, got off the wait list. And um, in 2015, I Uh, went there and it was a six month program. It's basically 40 hours a week, Monday through Friday. You're in the classroom just all day. And so I moved to, yeah, well, yeah, but like, but you're really learning like the science behind it. So you're doing your classroom works and there's just so much that goes into brewing. And um, like on Fridays was our sensory day. And so we had this wonderful um, woman who is, you know, known in wine and in olive oil tasting and in beer. Her name's Sue Langstaff. So she did our um, sensory every Friday. So we would have uh, microbiology days and biochemistry days and um, and then engineering days. And um, so, yeah, six months later, um, graduated. Uh, took the exams and then wanted to move back to Las Vegas. I'm from here. 
And so I moved back here and then I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to find a job. And um, so I was really worried about that. And um, I took an internship at Bad Beat Brewing. And two weeks into the internship, Dave Otto from Big Dogs called me. And um, he uh, was like, I have an opening here. Do you want to come over? Because at the time I was sending my resume to everybody and everybody was like, oh, we're just opening, like we're new or the staff is full. I even like, you know, met with Anthony and he's like, we're moving into another location. (laughs) He goes, he goes, but we're, we're going onto a bigger brew house, which means we need less people, not more. And yeah, because they went from a 10 barrel, I think to a 20. And so every time they brewed, they were making double the amount of beer. And um, so, yeah, um, Dave Otto uh, called me up. I went over to Big Dogs and then he had been there for 20 years. Three months later, he um, takes me out to breakfast and says that he's leaving for PT's Brewing. And um, and then we see how that turned out. (laughs) I know. Just saying. (laughs) But then uh, Dave Pasquale came over and he was just a fantastic um, brewer to learn under. And so I spent six years um, there working with um, Dave Pasquale and Sam. And um, yeah, we just had a great team and I learned so much over there and we just had um, such a good time. And then in 2021, um, Nathan Hall from Bad Beat uh, called me up and said that Weston was moving to Oregon. And wanted to know if I wanted to come and take over. And, you know, and he basically put it to me like, even though it was so hard to leave big dogs, he was like, head brewer jobs just don't come along all the time in this town. And they don't. And so, yeah, I um, took the job at Bad Beat. And I remember my first day driving to Bad Beat, but leaving big dogs after six years, I cried on my way to work because I was just so sad to leave them. And um but then I went to Bad Beat. That's where I met Becca and um, another great brewer, Andy. Um, and the three of us are still very good friends. We're going out for Andy's birthday on Sunday, even though um, Andy doesn't work. <laughs> Andy doesn't um, work for me anymore. And he hasn't in over a year. But um, yeah, we just had a great team over there. But when, again, Dave Otto was running Las Vegas Brewing Company and he was leaving town. And so he called me up and because he just knew that this was a new company that really needed a brewer to help it grow. Mm -hmm. And so I um, met uh, Kyle and Jamie, the owners, and it was a no brainer um, that I could, this was a brand that I could grow, that I could do my own thing, have my own ideas. And um, I just really liked them. And so I took the job and yeah, just, just a fantastic year. I'm telling you, I go home. I'm happy every day. It's just wonderful to work there. What did you bring for us today? So I brought um, <laughs> lots of things. Okay. Um, so a couple things. So I um, brought three of our 19 twos. And so this one is our Vegas Lights. It's our light lager. Okay. And this one, I'm so excited. It is in T-Mobile at the Grab and Goes. That's amazing. It is amazing. Good for you. Yeah. yeah so That's at T-Mobile. So it's so exciting that you can get craft beer and not have to go up to the Hyde Lounge. 
Okay. So, because you used to have to go up there if you wanted craft beer, but now you can just go to the grab and goes. But we're excited to have that in there. So I brought that. And so you can just tell me what you want to drink. Yeah, so we're going to sample them all. Okay, I just great. need you to like break it down for us before we go in and... And then, so then I brought a Nolment ale. So this is a double hazy IPA. Okay. And so I brought this one. And the thing is, I don't really drink hazy IPAs, but I, and I brought our other, like our regular hazy. Okay. Um, but this one is, uh, is so cool because I just, like, I didn't like the old recipe. And so I completely started from scratch on this. Okay. And I'm using a thialized yeast strain. And so basically what this yeast strain does is it um, uh, has like a biotransformation of compounds in the grain. Okay. So you get characters of grapefruit and guava and passion fruit that are not an ester from the yeast that aren't like hops are in there, but aren't present from the hops, but are present from the yeast strain ability to free up these thiols from the malt, which you normally can't have on your flavor threshold. Right. So now they're available. So it's just so cool to me that I have a hazy oh IPA where most of the flavor is coming from the malt. And it's the fruit forward flavor. So this is exciting. So I was really excited for this. Um, and it's 9% and it doesn't drink that way. So I brought that. And then I brought, this is one of our um, most popular beers. So this is Chantilly Vanilla Cream Ale. And so it has lactose in it and vanilla. And it's really good. And I brought this because today we canned it for the first time in a 19.2. It's normally a 16 ounce. And so we have brand new cans. And um, yeah, so we just canned this um, today. And then I brought our regular hazy IPA so that we can kind of like do a taste um, contrast between the thiolized. We're going to compare notes. And then I brought um, this label. Okay. And yeah, then I'm in I love brought... this label, but I'll tell you why in a minute. Okay. And oh, I... and I love that too. Oh my God. So I brought both of these because our um, new uh, rotating IPA series okay. is called If You Know You Know. Yes. And so it's for people that have been in Las Vegas for a long time or have been raised in Las Vegas or born and raised. Mm-hmm. And so I have like this big idea board at the brewery of all of these things that I'm so excited for everybody to see over the course this. of time to come I out. This. I love it. But the first one... Um, five three zero. If you know, you know. So, and you know, right? What I'm, that a means. I'm a five three zero. I'm a five three zero. So, yes. And um, so this was like the first one that's so interesting that a lot of people, even like if you are a five three zero, I don't think that people realize your social security number is based on where you were born in your time frame. So, or at least where you were registered. Right. To get your social security yeah, when you, number. When you first got your first job and you had to do the yeah. the work permit. Yep. So thing. yeah, whenever yeah. whenever you got your social security number, if yeah. you were in Las Vegas prior to nineteen ninety seven, mm-hmm. your social security number starts with five three zero. Yep. So then the second one that we just came out with is Who Loves You Baby? 
And, and I remember that too. And everybody should that's from here. Yes. The furniture store, that's who. Yes. <laughs> and so it's like one of those commercials that you remember mm-hmm. growing up. And so, and we always on the back of the label put a little blurb about like what it means. And then this one, we actually have a QR code that goes to the commercial. That's and awesome. yes, so we have, we're going to be releasing these at least like once a quarter is the plan. And yeah, I have a, I, I, have, love I have an idea board full of ideas that are just going to be so much fun when they come out. And, and on top of that, this um, beer, like this one is Becca's first commercial recipe. So I'm so proud oh, of her right, on Becca. this. I know. Yep. So this was, this was hers. Okay. Yep. This was her baby. I love that. Who loves you, baby? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> All right. So we'll start with the light beer. Okay. And this is easy, easy, easy drinking. So this is light, like light in calories? Uh, yeah. So it's going to be all of that. And so this is going to be your light American lager. Uh, comes in at 4.2% ABV. So this is going to be your very sessionable beer. And um, brewed with um, two-row malted barley and flaked corn. And yeah, just easy. Clean, crisp. And yeah, so if you go to a Knights game, you can uh, buy this and okay. this will be what you can drink. Okay, well, if, I, if, I, if I'm ever given free tickets to a Knights game again, then yeah, there I you will go. totally go and find it. <laughs> this is really good. Yeah, thank you. Wow. Thank you. Yeah, and this well, one I'm I, already impressed and we're already, <laughs> we're only on our first beer, you guys. And this one, I went through three different yeast strains and I just love the yeast strain that we settled it's on. It's very smooth. Yep. Like, yep. There's nothing bitter. Yeah. There's no. just, it's just very smooth. Yeah. It has hops in it, but just to balance yep. the beer. That's mm-hmm. it. And then where do you want to go next? Is this an IPA also? Yeah, that's okay. an IPA. I have a bunch of IPAs. I know. I'm like, okay, ah, so let's pretty... do this guy and yep. then, and then we'll go on to the IPAs. Yeah. So yep. that we don't. So, cause I want a good palate for this. Exactly. And yeah, I feel like if we do this first, then it's going to overpower. Yeah. And you're not lactose intolerant, right? No. Okay. But just making sure. <laughs> so the only, I think the only uh, vanilla cream ale that I've ever had would be the mother earth. Yep. Most people. Yeah. And this is like, we bring it to beer festivals and it's usually like the first keg to kick. And I can see why. Yeah. And family family <laughs> gatherings, I have to bring a case of this because everybody drinks it. Yes. Yeah. And, okay. and the thing is, we take it to every beer festival because like the other beer that we take is always the the like the new one. But this one, just because people have an expectation that they're going to come to our booth and this is what they're going to drink. That is amazing. Yeah. Like. Thank you. It's it's made with love. It is. Let's just, yes. yeah, that's what it is. It's, yeah. it's made with love and you can tell, yeah. you know, and I think that's a conversation that we had on one of the last couple might've been the last one with Matt. I don't yeah. know, but you know, just about always drink local and, or try to drink local because you know, they're not overly processed and yeah, just, I always think support your community and, um, and I've, you know, when we were shut down for like in 2020, mm-hmm. you really felt it. 
because everybody was coming to the breweries and ordering their cases of beer to go and everything. And the community really helped us stay in business, just um, the brewing industry in general. Mm -hmm. So it definitely is here. And uh, but yeah, now keep drinking local. (laughs) I I always do. Like um, whenever I travel, Mm -hmm. I try to find a local brewery wherever I agree. One time I was in Long Island, New York. Okay. And I found a bad farmer brewing. Okay, awesome. And they had (laughs) a beer called Gonzo. Okay. And it was not an IPA. It was like a more of a a Pilsner or something. Perfect. It was awesome. Yeah. So, you know, just I just find like the weirdest, the rarest little. Yeah. And I always because I always want to try like what are other people doing outside of Las Vegas? Yeah. Yeah. We even like one time made a trip up to um, like Salt Lake City and Park City. And that's all we did was brewery hop. And I just still remember there was this brewery Fisher Brewing up in Salt Lake that is one of the smaller ones. Uh And it was amazing. We thought we were just going to stop in there for like one beer. And then we ended up because they, you know, they have it's such a cool space and they had the games. We were playing cribbage and drinking beers. It was great. <laughs> I have been to Salt Lake. I won a sales contest in like 2015 or 2016 to go to the Wasatch Squatters Brewery. Oh, yeah. So I made friends with the guys in the brewery and went to some punk rock show in a dive bar. And it was amazing. Awesome. And yeah. And I drive up to Brian Head, uh, Utah, the ski resort. And I know the brewers at Silver Reef in St. George. Oh, okay. And they're always like, yeah, nice, Amanda. You just drive by us every time and never stop. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, it's Utah. I don't want to stop and have a beer and then continue to drive for an hour and yeah. a half. This makes me a little worried. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, maybe one day when I'm not driving, I can talk like the other person into pulling over and let me drink. yeah maybe. <laughs> but maybe probably not maybe not <laughs> well like, I hope for day. that for you yes one thank day you. you can visit your friends I know and one day I will mm-hmm. <laughs> all right so we'll we'll save these two for last okay yeah because that's going to be our comparison tasting. exactly so let's try the who loves you baby and so this one I really like what she did so um you're going to see it's a little bit darker than uh, yeah. a lot of IPAs that you tend to see now. And so she did um, a specialty malt called Golden Promise as her base malt. And so then for the dry hop, she used um, Talus and Chinook. Okay. And, um, and Chinook, for anybody that knows me in the industry, is my favorite favorite hop okay and that's a you know, really when, good hop yeah and so when she was looking into it and she thought that that would good go good with talus i was like have at it because i love that hop mm-hmm. and i just don't use it in anything right now at las vegas brewing company so you're gonna have a more of a malt backbone on this than you normally do because like ipas kind of went from the English style IPA where it was malt forward, but had hops in it to all of a sudden the American IPA was just like throwing a bunch of hops at it, but still had like a malt backbone to it. And then it went to the West Coast IPA where it was like, don't add anything but the base malt two row malted barley and take everything else out and then just hop, you know, hop, hop, it, it hop. to an extreme. <laughs> and I think... I, you know, I just feel like we're kind of like turning a corner almost now. So 
to where people are um, appreciating to have a little bit of a malt backbone again. And so this is really nice. Yeah, it's really, really nice. I'm. I mean, I like IPAs. I do. Yeah, I used to really, really, really like them. Me too. But I, I, I don't know. I think. I, I didn't want to just put myself in that box, right? Yeah. I know. I used to like be like, give me all the IPAs, and now I'm all, give me one. And then I'm like, give me your Pilsner. Yeah. <laughs> we want to try yeah. all of it. You know, and I want to be able to have several beers in. Mm-hmm. You know, still function. <laughs> I really like this though, and it's like almost the same color. As I know. Them. Yeah. So it is. It's just, it's really nice, really easy drinking. And I think it's like six, yeah, six and a half percent. And, you know, honestly, her and I too, being women, we're like, we aren't trying to brew all of the high ABV stuffs. And normally IPAs start at 7% mm-hmm. or are right around there for a normal. Right. And so six and a half percent, because when we talk about a beer, like, what do we want to drink? Her and I are always like somewhere in between five and like six and a half percent mm-hmm. is usually where we land. And so it's just that way we can have an evening and enjoy ourselves. And yeah, I'm just not that person. Anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I can't go big and drink. Yeah. 12, 14 percent ABVs all night and be OK. I know. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm not that person anymore. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like she's already ahead of her age because she's a lot younger than me and she's already feeling that way. (laughs) I'm I'm younger than you? No, Becca is. Like the fact that she wants to. Thank you for saying that. No, no, no. I'm pretty sure we're like probably the same age. And but no, for me, I'm just like, no, I just want to drink lower ABV beers now and just enjoy my Enjoy it. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. So now we'll do our comparison. And I love that this is the moment. I know. (laughs) In the wedding capital of the world, we have an annulment IPA, everybody. Exactly. And then this is Retro Glow. And so I love this can. I love that can, too. Yeah. um, So uh, they work with the neon museum oh yep Yay. so that's pretty cool and so do do portions of the proceeds go all right yep, they do so we can smell them both and you can see you can like just totally tell because even yeah. though they you have the one that is really fruit forward and then the other one has a little bit more of like a dankiness yep. and you can definitely tell that there are hops in there. And the annulment is 9%. 9%. And the retro glow is 7.8? Uh, 7. 7. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I'm not wearing my glasses. Yeah. So 0, 8, it looks about the yeah, same. I totally to me. get it. Yeah. Okay, so I'm at, I'm doing the annulment. Yeah. And this is very smooth and it's a 9%. I know. This is very smooth. The annulment. <laughs> Cheers to a smooth annulment. Yeah. 9%. So, and it's just, and again, we did dry hop it, but we dry hopped it with, I think, like 
50% less than we did this other one. And so much of the character is coming from the grain. I'm getting which is, caramel in there. Mm -hmm. I'm getting some really nice little, little yeah. yummy notes in there. Yep. It's yeah. Very smooth. Yeah. It's not hoppy, you guys. It's, it's not over the top anything. It's yeah. just definitely a very well-made. You know, beer. because, um, hazy IPAs, nobody wants it to be bitter at all. So mm -hmm. we never do like any hop additions um, during the boil. And um, it's like usually the first hop addition is after you cool the wort po post boil mm -hmm. down to like 175. And um, that way you get zero bitterness. And so this is just one of those things that you get all of this character. You're not going to get any bitterness. And it's a great um, beer for for people that just like to have that that fruitiness and feel like they're yes. drinking the IPA, but is absolutely not. But you don't really feel like you're e drinking exactly. an IPA. Yep. At so all. then we can try Retro Glow next to it. Significantly more hops. Yep. Yep. But not too hoppy. Yeah. So you're not getting... It's a little tingly. Yeah. So you're not getting bitterness in the Retro Glow, but you are getting hop flavor. Yes. Huh? Yeah. And it's so they both have, hops. yeah, so they it's both like have smooth mouth. Yeah. <laughs> um, like the smooth mouth feel, um, but it's just like, and of course, all hazy IPAs, depending on what hops you're using, are going to be completely different. But it's just really fun to have two hazy IPAs on that are just completely different. Mm -hmm. So I'm so impressed. Yeah, I'm I am just absolutely in awe of you. I think that this is amazing. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm, I'm just, yeah, thanks for inviting me here. This Thank is you so awesome. much for coming and just telling us about all of these amazing beers that you're doing over there and the stories behind it. Yeah. I love it so much. Yeah. I can't wait to come and visit you at your job. Yeah. So um, something I ask all of my guests, what was your gateway? So um, the gateway, because I remember when I was like, in my early 20s. It's so funny. I just remember like drinking Blue Moon and shooting Washington apples. Isn't that funny? And now I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> You're like, okay, that's way too much sugar and I don't want to feel like crap tomorrow yep. with the hangover. No, thank you. And I just don't think I could do either one. Yeah, and, I don't um, even know the last time I had a Washington apple was. I forgot that they even existed. Yeah. Um, but it was like in a dark place and there was a live band and I was there with some people and. Um, we ordered what we thought were Washington apples, and it was the redheaded slut that had <gasps> Jaeger in it, and it was oh, too dark to know it was no. the wrong color. And I, oh, I just couldn't drink Jaeger, and that was just that was probably the last time that I attempted to have a Washington apple, and I was somewhere in my twenties for that. And it was here. Yeah, it was here in and, a dark uh, bar that plays music. <laughs> I'm trying to think of. And it's not that far from here. And it was before it was um, remodeled and everything. Now they have one in, at um, the plaza. What is that called? Oh, the sand dollar. The sand dollar. Yes. This is like a sand dollar. I'm not kidding. Probably like, I don't know. 16. Yeah. When, when it was the sand dollar originally and then it Six, changed its yes. name like a bunch of times and now it's the sand dollar yeah. again. So yeah. it was a long time ago. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so that happened there. And then I don't think Fun. I ever tried to have one of those again. Yeah. But anyways, um, so my gateway beer, though, it was when um, 
the yard house at Town Square first opened so long time ago. Yeah. And um doesn't seem like that long ago, but it was because it was. again, it was I was the early 2000s. Yeah. yeah. And um, so I was looking on the menu and at the time I didn't even know what an IPA was. And um, so I said, I'll try the stone IPA. And the server was like, are you sure? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, pretty sure. And um, she's like, okay. And so she brought it over and I had a drink of it. And it was an epiphany for me. I took a sip of it and I was at a table full of people and I was like, this is the best. And I said it out loud. This is the best beer I've ever had. And I grabbed the menu and I made a mental note of what that was because I had never had anything like that before. And you have to think at the time, like the craft beer really was like Blue Moon, Widmere, Fat Tire. Yeah. And you just didn't see other stuff like mm-hmm. that. And so Yard House was something completely new to this town. And yeah, I, I was like IPA, India Pale Ale. And I made a mental note of it. And then everywhere I went, I looked for the IPA that they had and ordered that. But it was Stone IPA, the original. Okay. Yep. Good. So Awesome. I yeah. love that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the very first IPA I ever had was a homebrew. Okay. By my ex-husband. Okay. At my sister-in-law's college graduation in Eugene, Oregon. Okay. He brewed. Yeah, he did a he did a he did a keg for her of this IPA that he had made, and that was the first IPA I ever had. And this was also in the early 2000s. Okay. And and you decided to try more IPAs after that. I did. I did because I'm like, this is really good. But is there is there better? Yeah. Like, like what what is it? But Anthony, if you're listening, and I know you're not. You did a really good IPA. Nice. That was good. Yep. So that was it. IPA was a game changer for me at the time. And, you know, like I said, now I just don't drink them as much as I used to. And my palate has definitely, you know, changed. But um, yeah, that was that was it. And I'll never forget it. And when something changes your life in such a profound way, you, you tend to not forget. It's true. All right. Well, I'm so glad that you came by. Thank I'm so you. happy to finally meet you. So nice and to meet you. you guys, I made a new friend today. Absolutely. <laughs> so I'm I'm very excited about that. I love new friends. Yes. So yeah. But um when I actually when I go to her brewery, then I'll report back and I'll let you know how it went. Good. And we'll have you take a lot lots and lots of pictures. Yes. Yeah. I will for sure. It'll be fun. I'm Tracy Bradley, and that's the Thirst Trap Podcast. Produced and edited by Gonzo Greg Spillane for Noise Department. Our theme music is composed and performed by Jose Torres. Please like and subscribe wherever you enjoy your podcasts and share with your friends and associates in the beverage industry or anybody who drinks things. You can always visit and contact me at thirsttrappodcast.com and you can find links to all the socials there as well. Till next time, cheers. Cheers.